and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 35, Total Madness, Episode 16. It's the end of the world as we know it, folks. It's the final. I can't believe it. Ashley, did you think that we were going to get a definitive winner of season 35 last night? Absolutely not. Well, we did, and we're not going to spoil it for you until the very, very end. I was 100% sure that this was going to be a two-part final. No one said that. It was never said, but instinctually, my gut said this is going to be a two-part final. You could not have uh, surprised me more. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too sure if they've done two-part finals. Have they? Did they do one? I think they did do one. Remember... When Polly passes out, and like I remember that being like a big thing, like the penultimate episode of like the mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the final last season. So Maybe. like he passes out, and then we like we don't know what happens. Then we come back, we realize Polly blows it for his entire team. Sure, it's my job to recap the challenge. As soon as they're done, I forget everything that happens on the season. Uh, folks, we've had a fantastic time providing these recaps for you. I mean, it really is our lifeblood. And what we would love from you is to just rate this podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Listen to our Monday show and tell a friend. We want a lot, actually. Nick's saying all we want is a five-star review. I also want you to listen to our Monday show and tell a friend. Also, we really want you to (laughs) sign up for our Patreon. Folks, $5 a month, blownest tier, gets you two podcasts extra. And uh, just the love and security that that you know that you're helping us. The love and security? Yeah, sure. I feel secure. Great. Also, you can get everything, everything, absolutely everything about this podcast at realityblowspodcast.com. Now, let's get into it. This episode starts off with I Get Knocked Down. Whose song is that? Chumbawamba? Yeah, that's a song called, it's actually called Tub Thumping. Tub Thumping. I got to tell you what, great way to start this episode. This episode was chock full of classics. Hits, bangers. Um, this is the first time we've seen them sort of ecstatic filing into the bunker uh, since the mid-season point. I mean, people are jumping up and down. Why? TJ has just told them they're going to the final, okay? Nelson just went home, sadly. Who else just went home? Anissa, very sad. I mean, D, who went home? D went Shit. home. Shit. <laughs> D went home last episode. D went home. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. Hall um, brawl, baby. Hall brawl. Hall brawl. D went home, okay? And so did Nelson, sadly. They're filing into the bunker. They're happy I get knocked down. But guess what? I get up again. Um, Johnny's our first interview. He is elated to find out that they are going to a final. But he says, hey, I know what finals do to your mind, your spirit, your body. And then I, and then he says he needs this seventh win to solidify himself as the greatest challenger of all time. This comes up throughout this episode. We get a lot of interview time with Johnny saying that he needs this seventh win. To really nail home the point, hammer home the point, that he is the greatest challenger of all time. He says it again and again. It's interesting. He's the only one saying it. Would you think that if he does win this season, he is the greatest challenger of all time? Is he already the greatest challenger of all time? I think he is. I think he is. And not and not, he's not my favorite. Uh, do I want him to be on the show any longer? No, I think I do want more. I want if you're gonna bring in classic people, I'd like more, different. Bring in somebody else, you know, to be like that godfather of the show, you know. But 
the guy is the challenge. At this point, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, he's the challenge. So um, I don't think he needs this win, but I think if it, this is his 20th season and he gets this win, he should retire, go out on top. Seventh win. If he gets this, it'll be his seventh win. I, I wonder what the closest next is. Do we know that? Do you know that? Mm-mm. We should know that. Maybe one day we'll find out. <laughs> um, Ash, what else is going on in this show? Corey, uh, he's in the bunks. He's sitting on his bunk bed, and he's reading a note that uh, Nelson has left him, and he's wrecked. And he's reading this note. He's reading it out loud, and Nick and I are pretty sure that it is a poem. Or a rap. It rhymes for a good three-quarters of it. First half of this letter from Nelson rhymes. Do you have it down? Do you have? Do you write no, it? No, I didn't have okay, it. Okay, the first line is... Um, my name is Nellie T, and the challenge is where I need to be. Like, something like that. Like, that is clearly he wanted to rhyme. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is, like, something about, I told Kyle and Bananas to throw me in, uh, and then so that I can give Corey a win. It was, like, something like that. And then the next line was, like, please win this for your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Corey, yeah, please win this for your daughter, and uh, it's all riding on you, and um, love you, Nelson. <laughs> Um, you know what's awesome is Nelson is a certified great guy now, right? Yeah, thank uh, God. W- we love him. Nelson's now a hero. If they were going to do a heroes and villains, Nelson has to be on the hero side. He's solidified his hero status on this franchise. Now, I love that he, before he went into the challenge, was like, man, I, if they don't show any of those interviews or anything, I need somebody to get on camera that I did this for Corey. So I'm just going to leave this weird rap right here, and hopefully Corey looks at it longingly with a tear in his eye, or I come back, you know, either or. But I love that he was, like, doing everything he possibly could to be like, this needs to be on the show, or it's not worthwhile. Yeah. Luckily, he got every little bit of it in. They showed him making the deal. They showed his long long-ass exit interview, and they showed this teary-eyed Corey rendition of this poem. Yeah, Corey's wrecked, y'all. He says in an interview that he has to win this for everybody, for his pregnant girlfriend, for Ryder, his daughter, for Nelson. Everything is riding on Corey's shoulder. He even shows the note to Rogan, and they hug. That brings us to a night out. Um, And this night out, everyone is so happy. They are ecstatic, one might say. They are, they're jumping up and down. They're dancing. Everyone's getting along. Um, Everyone's doing shots out of their shoes. Why? Why? Well, that's got to be one of the Brits doing that. Um, I would imagine it's Rogan because he is a, uh, what do you call it? A rugby player. That's a rugby thing. They call that like the boot. And uh, after you win... Um, a game, you go back to the bar and everybody has to do like one boot or Ew. something like that where they, and, <laughs> and think about this. Those were like nice, like Chelsea boots. They were doing their, um, you know, shots out of like rugby players take their cleats off Ew. and then do shots, you know, Why? drink a beer out of it. It's, you know, rugby <laughs> is that sport. It's that club sport of the, the guys getting together, doing pranks on one another, getting weird, taking each other's shirts off, hugging, I don't know. Maybe I've never seen drinking out of their (laughs) shoes. I don't understand. Banana gives a speech. He says this is the most draining challenge he's ever done. Cheers to the nine finalists. Nick, you have some words about this. Got to pop in here, Ash. I am not too sure that that was conveyed on this show. Explain yourself. I kind of feel as though this felt like most challenges. And I believe from an interview that I heard third hand from you when Tori Deal did an interview on a podcast talking about how 
awful the conditions were to be in the bunker. Um, I had no idea it was that bad. It, it, it I had thought it was going to be crazy, but like once the show got running, it didn't. I didn't see anybody break quote unquote break more than they ever do on like a a fucking island with hot tubs and i just want to clarify you said you didn't think that was conveyed and what you specifically mean is you don't think that what what was conveyed is that this was the most mentally and emotionally draining challenge you've ever seen did not see johnny struggling this season did not did not. Only really saw early in the season Bear, you know, get in a fight and uh, with Ashley and he let off the fire extinguisher. That seemed to be it. Bailey seemed like she cracked towards the end. Bailey was, yeah, Bailey had a couple of moments, weak moments. Uh, I'm trying to see who else was like But everybody has it. that in the challenge. Yeah, that it always happens. Didn't ring different to me. Somebody always snaps, you know what I mean? But I'm like saying like, what was different as far as their life and the way that they look than when they're in like a beautiful apartment complex? Right. Tori on this podcast that I listened to did say like, you know, the air quality was bad down there. We didn't have sunlight. Like you don't understand how mentally and emotionally draining this was. And I agree with Nick. Specifically Johnny. He I'd, looked like he was floating around. He made best friends with his arch enemy. Johnny ran this entire season, it I'm, seemed like. It, it's, uh, or his now, alliance did. Now, you have a theory that I think you've probably brought up on this podcast again, but this is probably the f- final time you will, which is that you think that when Johnny is driving a show, which we really hadn't seen in four or five seasons, that you really don't get a good bunch of storylines what i think happens and this is this applies to everything with johnny uh in in terms of storylines i think he is so good at being um a challenger on this show and he understands production so so well that a lot of times he is doing things um he's trying to manipulate storylines for production's sake and what happens is that i feel like a lot of times the storylines and the interviews don't really match up because he's kind of putting a spin on it production wise but then he's also in it and so it gets this sort of like broken feeling for me personally i wasn't privy to that i didn't notice that happening but if that's the reason why what he's saying here does not match up with what i saw it makes sense because i really just didn't see it it just seems normal to me and you think nick that um this idea of being in a bunker is not you know you don't think they should bring it back because you were saying like it's so mentally and emotionally draining sure but that wasn't conveyed to the audience and instead what we missed out on was the uh sloppy hot tub hookups yeah i don't i don't need like a more madness season or something like that because I am uh I'm kind of bored with the locale. I I they you get as much drama if not even more drama out of this show when people are in like a gorgeous atmosphere hanging out next to the pool. When they know? have a sense of wanting to have fun and having feeling like they can possibly have fun while also the pressure of the uh, challenge, that becomes like a pressure cooker. This just seemed like everybody was like, you know, felt bad. And so I don't know, we kind of missed out on, on that extra element. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it didn't provide uh, what what I thought it would provide, which was total madness in my estimation. If they did, they didn't show it very well. It looked like a normal challenge. So why not, Throw some fucking palm trees in there. While uh, while Bananas is giving this speech, we get an interview from Corey who is saying that Bananas is his biggest threat. Um, I really enjoy the 
the the seasons long arc that has gone between these two. I mean, Corey came in here year seasons ago, seasons ago, and and was going for bananas. I really feel like this was the Corey season, and yeah. I was happy that he came back and he became it became a season about him. I mean, he was featured heavily it, it didn't uh, his storylines didn't hang on some like devious thing he was hooking up with a woman with you know like a weird storyline where no he was, it was uh there's a sense of like you know redemption here mm-hmm. there's a sense of uh heroism you know uh uh where he's like oh he is the guy who's trying to bring the bread home to his new family and 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 he's the journey that we're following and he's trying to do right by his friends and he's trying to do right by his alliances we didn't really see Corey backstab anyone all season you know uh, while this is happening we see kyle and melissa at the bar flirting telling each other that they love each other they're each other's best friends then we get an interview from melissa where she's saying like her dad is the best. She loves her dad. She wants to win for her dad. Her dad is the best. Then we get uh, Bailey. We see Bailey at the bar, like, watching them and making faces. And then in an interview, Bailey's basically like, Melissa doesn't have a chance in this final. She p- performs poorly. Um, she doesn't have a chance. She's basically saying, I think Melissa, like, wants to be in the final for clout. Basically. I don't think she's here for competition, is what she's saying. I thought that was an odd choice uh, of an interview. Makes sense later. Um, So something about this dad thing, I just think it's interesting, all these people without children, they're asking, like, what's the important reason that you want to win? You know what I mean? And they always have to say their parents, like, I want to make this money so I can give my parents uh, a life that they gave me or, like, we didn't have anything growing up and I just want to buy my parents a house and parents, parents, parents. The idea of winning this money and giving it to your parents seems fucking nuts to me. It really does. <laughs> Everyone mentioned their parents in the interview. Now, one person's like, I'm trying to fucking travel, dog. You know what I mean? Well, Bailey was like, well, we do want to have a wedding. So I, Swaggy and I want to have a wedding. Johnny says, I want to solidify my reputation. If you have kids, you say you gotta, you're got you winning it for your kids. If you're if if you're about to get married or you're married, you say it's for the wedding. We want to go on a vacation. Life. That's a Tory deal. Uh, what's his name? Jordan. Jordan thing. But if you don't have any of those things, they're like, well, what's an important thing? I can't say that like, I want to buy like a car, um, which they have said before. Um, they're like parents. And to me, when people are like, I just want to provide for my parents. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, go and start your own life. Why are you going to go home to your parents and buy your parents a house? So then you have Maybe to come back. Maybe their parents the tr- don't have a house, babe. But it's like, the, the idea is like, you get a house. I know you're renting. Go get a house and become, and come back on the challenge. And then, you know, take your parents out to dinner. Do you know what I mean? Back at the bunker after the night out, Fessy and Casey are talking. Fessy's crying. He's He wants to provide for his parents. Ugly crier. <laughs> Ugly crier. Wants to provide for his parents. I like his thing. He's like, man, growing up, well, we weren't really poor or anything. But I just want, like, he was like, he, <laughs> he thought he was going to talk about this, like, growing up in such, like, conditions. But he was like, we were like, oh, uh, like not upper middle class but like pretty close to it but i couldn't get everything i wanted that's another thing you said like i couldn't they wouldn't give me everything i wanted so then why are you giving your money to your parents they seem well off (laughs) i'm sure that they have a nice retirement going that was hilarious to me ugly crier 
Casey's giving him a pep. I first off, I I really enjoy how against you are for pe- of people providing for their parents. <laughs> it is funny and bizarre. You know, the one time, um, one of the times, I well, think my parents don't listen to the recaps. There so you I go. Say that. I remember when Amanda wanted to win for her dad, who was in poor health, and that, like, I understood that. Sure, but she also says, "I want to travel." Um, oh, not Amanda. Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, like Ashley, Ashley says she wants to Ashley's travel. Ashley's like, I want to travel. And she's like rich already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's like, I want to like, travel. She's like, I'm trying to buy a hotel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to me, like, I want real estate. Like, that's that's great. And I also kind of feel like Johnny does the same thing. Johnny's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, like, live a great life with this money. And Johnny, I, mainly I feel like Johnny is always reputation-based. Like, this is going to be the dirtiest move in challenge history. Johnny's, like, very concerned with how he will be seen and his image. And that seems to sort of dictate the move that he makes like with this he's like this this win he doesn't mention the money i don't think he mentioned the money once in the interviews uh he just keeps being like this win will solidify my reputation i don't think johnny needs this money i think johnny has a lot of money i think you're right um so casey's giving fessy a pep talk and she's basically like look that we made it on our prospect years we made it to this final we're i think we might i think there's no way we're not gonna win you know she's like this is it we're gonna win um then the alarm goes off in the bunks everybody's like what the fuck johnny even says what the fuck is this jenny has a handful of energy bars everyone looks confused she's got like 45 like quest bars in her hands it's wild it's great we get an interview from jenny where we learn that she is one of nine children that is so many children i know and they showed like her crew of like her family it looked like 17 children it's like wild. it looked way more than nine they what's, were all brunette girls what's going on there she says i want to win this money because i want to spoil my family next thing we see by the way um, half a million tax between 28 kids i don't think you guys can maybe go for a nice uh fribble over at friendlies folks do you guys remember friendlies sounds like you're having a red lobster all you can eat crab legs hell yeah bring those cheddar bay biscuits to the table keep them coming that brings us to a snowy mountainside everyone's walking up this this uh white apocalyptic looking world bailey in an interview says i'm scared but I am here to win. We learn that everyone is cold. I am always, in the past few seasons of this show, always thrown when we've like started the final. Like I, I like I'm standing there and I'm like, oh wait a minute, is this the f- this is the final? This is it? That's why we need a location change. We need to see them fly to another place You're and right. be in a new space. I need that change mentally, and I bet the challengers do too. Uh, you know, the other thing is like. <sighs> And I know I'm like I'm probably sickening or we're sickening to like these people that are are are, are fans out Our there. Our dear listeners. Cuz like I you know all of a sudden we're like these bandwagon survivor fans but it's like when the final uh, you know happens on this on survivor their version of the final like their final bon- uh you know their bonfire their tribal Are you talking about the feast? The the clip show that they show and it's like a lot like you're coming in on Jeff live like from a studio and it's like that's it we're gonna read the names you're gonna get the win well that's also that's a that's a reunion as well I, it is but still like you don't they used to have reunions uh, in while everybody was in a studio they never did it like that it's always either the next episode or the following week you get just a separate reunion. You don't get like they did it once. Remember when they were pulling the X's out of the out of the dirty thirty? They were pulling X's out yeah, of the thing. They did that one it time. Was, I had 
actually, you didn't like that? I kind of like that as, I just feel like we build so much to this final, and then it's just like, you just see like, uh, you know, um, Melissa eating a bag of chips, eat, drinking an energy drink, and the next, ep, uh, you know, scene, she's got goggles on, and they're just standing in the snow, and I'm like, is this it? Is it a challenge? And then TJ's like, yo, this is the final, and we're like, okay, it's the final. I, One I, thing that the survivor does is that they kind of do a retrospective of the year before people go to the final tribal, before they plead their case. We kind of go over scenes that we've seen all year. With the challenge, they don't do that. They don't go like, man, we've come so far this season. And then we don't get flashbacks. We just get a lot of people talking about what they would do with the money and how important this is to them. Um, I would like some flashbacks. I'd like to talk about how, like, man, I can't believe, God, remember when Wes was here? I thought I was going to get sent home that night. But, like, instead, you know, uh, Wes got sent home. Or, like, God, Jay. Remember Jay? I really I got to know him. Give us a retrospective. And also, I can't stress this enough. A location change is important. It is important. Yeah, clip show would work. And also, bring back the shit they should have shown. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that's a unanimous opinion yeah. amongst fans. TJ says, welcome to the end of the world. This is the final challenge. He lets us know that there are only going to be two first place winners. There's going to be a winner for the guys and a winner for the gals. They will be splitting a million dollars. So the male first place contestant will get $500,000. And the women first place contestant will get $500,000. There's not going to be a second place. There's not going to be a third place. Nick and I are a little confused because we're pretty sure that all season long, TJ has been saying uh, you are going to be competing for a million dollars. Yeah, why did they say that when they're only winning 500000 That makes no sense. Your chance to win a million dollars. It was disappointing. I thought they were going to win a million dollars, but they're not. They're winning half a million dollars. I, I don't know what. Anyway. It is bizarre. I also like it when second place and third place get a little bit of money. Because I like them to be rewarded. But I guess their reward is a reputation. They can say that they've made it to a challenge final. Um, TJ lets us know that we are going to be at 9,000 feet of elevation while trekking through 12 miles of snow. He points to a mountaintop and he says that's the final checkpoint. And we're like, oh my God, that's so far away. But first, before we even get going to that final checkpoint, we're going to do the first checkpoint of this final which is called Ring of Fire, and it involves skis, logs, and an attempt to light a fuse that will spark this sort of, like, skull ring called the Ring of Fire. And uh, they're basically going back and forth bringing logs. they got to bring 12 logs, and then they put their own skis, and it's just uh, kind of dangerous and weird. Yeah, I would never do this. My knees are all messed up. So I don't want to get on skis like this. Didn't seem like they taught them how to ski at all. Doesn't seem like any of them know how to ski. And then at points, it seems like they're just holding their skis and running with them. Yeah. So and that wasn't the rules to click click in on with your with your ski boots and and ski down the hill or try to get up the hill. Like, why even have the skis if it wasn't part of the rules to just stay on your skis? It makes no sense. Um, and I was uh, thinking, boy, uh, that's going to be bad on some joints. And, and rest assured, somebody tore some sort of a ligament at the end of this thing. 
I think that skiing is sort of like a luxury sport for the upper class. Like, it seems odd to me to think that everyone's going to know how to ski. And, like, Nick's 100% right. Your feet are locked into these planks. And you're also, like, running as fast as you can. It, it just seems like this is dangerous. I, I, I don't know. I, I like to ski, but I don't think of it as, like, something everybody knows how to do. It seems like a privilege to be able to know how to like to be able to ski it seems odd to me well i don't mind that they didn't think anybody knew how to ski i just kind of felt like if you were going to make them ski just make them ski i don't i don't see why you should have allowed them to put their skis under their right arm and their wood you know under the other arm you know it seems like they were like some sort of i i anytime they're ever explaining any rules on anything they do here i tune out so I guess TJ said you can only take the max three logs at a time because that's all you ever saw anybody see take max. There were times that I saw I saw um, Kyle take two. Yeah, that seems odd. It did not look like those logs were that unmanageable. Take as many as you possibly it can. It seems like you could take three easily and then have your other skis your skis under your other arm. Or people were zipping up their logs in their jackets and using that to get them up there. Kyle, you're that lazy that you couldn't figure out how to do the max amount of logs on a trip when it's for half a million dollars. That baffled me, man. Completely baffled me. Fessy starts this off. He's just going full steam. He is just in the lead. He's going as hard as he can. We get an interview from Kyle who says, I think he's going to burn out. Um, then we learn that Jenny has never skied before. Corey in an interview says, hey, this is nothing new for me. I'm flying under the radar. I come from people of snow. And right when he said that, I was like, he's going to strap on those skis and just be like skiing all over the place. And he doesn't. He, he doesn't. holds his skis and runs with them. So I'm like, so you come from snow, so you know how to run in the snow with snow boots on? I, I, I didn't understand how that was leading up to him being heroic in this. But... He does do well. Bananas keeps falling. A lot of people fall, which I will say is the funny part. We see Rogan fall, bananas fall. Corey, uh, he passes bananas. He gets into first place. Melissa eats it hard uh, a couple of times in the snow, and it's difficult to watch a woman who I now I know is pregnant. She doesn't know she's pregnant here. It's difficult to watch her fall in skis. Um, Bailey falls, and as Nick says, she says that she feels a ligament tear in her knee. I mean, that's exactly what was going to happen in this challenge. I don't know why they didn't help them out by not giving them this idea. The idea that this is going to be fine for everybody as they're tired, dehydrated, you know, going up and down this hill. None of them know how to ski. That some real injury was going to happen. That's fucked up. I think it's stupid they did this. Corey and Fessy get to their their little like fires. They have all their logs in there, and now they're both scrambling to start a fire. They're in a fire off, one might say. Oh, they have flint, and they're trying to use the flint to start a, a, a flame. Um, and uh, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't seem too hard to start a fire with flint. Seems yeah. pretty easy. It seems easy, but I guess we've also never done it. And this is when nope. Nick looks at me and he's like, we got to go camping. And I was like, okay, we can go camping. What's this about? And Nick was like, I want to start a fire. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do it. I like that you need to go camping to start a fire. What am I going to do? Start a fire in the middle of the fucking street? Of course you have to go camping. We can do it in the backyard. No, we can't. We can do a tiny little fire in the backyard. I don't have magnesium. 
I used to have a flint somewhere. I think I left it in North Carolina. So um, Fessy gets the gets fire first Corey gets fire johnny gets fire jenny gets fire now they have to walk up a terrain they had to go up there casey gets fire um rogan gets a little interview where rogan says this is hard but i'll never quit again and i guess he's referencing the first time he was on the challenge when his back went out rogan has something to prove you know we've really lost rogan's storyline the last half of the season um i don't know why he's at the bottom of the pecking order with the guys they don't really seem to like him that much but when whenever rogan pops up it is always he just he seems haunted by the fact that he quit on the first challenge and that people don't respect his challenge win from last season because they see him skating by on politics. But that was the point of that season. I mean, he played that season. The people who won last season, you know, sure, we didn't like it because he never saw an elimination, whatever, but, like, he played the smartest game, you know? You got to play, you got to adapt to the the game rules. Um Bailey gets fire. Melissa is the last female to get fire. Okay. She can finally go on to the next round, which is walking up this mountain. Everybody's walking up this mountain. They, they're, they're people are in first and then they're falling back and then they get past. And then Jenny outpaces Johnny. I mean, Jenny is just performing so well on this final. And then Corey finishes first. Big win for Corey here. Corey finishes the checkpoint first. I I'm mean, so happy for him. And you can see it in his eyes that he's he's proud of himself. He sees the the victory ahead. He can't believe it. Can't believe he's it. He's shocked. Jenny finishes first. She's thrilled. Um, and everybody else is kind of bumbling up this hill. I mean, Johnny comes in a, a tight third after Jenny. And then what were the what were the order of the other folks? So the full order is Corey first, Fessy second, Jenny third, aka first female, Bananas third male. Um, Bananas in an interview here says Corey is the one to beat. I see it now. I realize now what's going on. Corey is the one to beat. Because everybody, I think, felt like Fessy was the one. Mm -hmm. Maybe Fessy wasn't running on a treadmill all season maybe and, and people weren't scared of them like we were then casey then rogan then bailey bailey crosses the line and she's immediately like i think i tore something in my knee a medic comes over to talk to her it's kind of fumbling with her knees like do you want to go to the hospital and she's like i don't kyle crosses the line melissa finally crosses the line everyone is makes comments about how melissa's far away finally crosses the line tj tells them to line up he says, I told you to play this first checkpoint to win, and you did. Jenny and Corey, you both formed the last tribunal of the season. What a twist. I love this. Yeah, it. Um, I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. This um, whole final took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't see this coming. I thought it was cool. I mean, at this point, we're like, do they get to bring in another person? Are they the full tribunal? How is this going to go down? Yeah, we are really, uh, Nick and I are like, okay, who's going to be the third tribunal? You know, who's going to be the third tribunal member? Um, what's going to happen? How are they going to compete? What's what's the deal? Um, Kyle, in an interview, says, why does TJ hate us so much? And I just wrote that down because it made me laugh. Um, TJ says, okay, now you're entering the journey part of this. Uh, you got to walk up the mountain to the compound. And then we see this giant sort of house at the top of the mountain. And they have to walk up this mountain. It, it's an incredibly steep path by being belted to a cable. 
So they're they're connected to this cable because you can't walk up this mountain without being secured to it in some way. And this is um, just like I don't know, rubbing rubbing in the wound, rubbing dirt in the wound. This seems hard. Salt. Salt in the wound. Thank you. Bailey's leg hurts. You know, the one thing that is notable about this is that um, they do have to cross a a bridge that's a cord. It's just a corded bridge. You walk on a cord. And Johnny says in an interview that it's like sweet because we're all encouraging each other and that he he likes to see that. So that I think that was a positive moment. It does seem like this whole crew has formed a unit and they're very happy to all be together. Yeah. Yeah. No one seems to hate each other no. here. Um, Bailey's leg is hurting more. Jenny in an interview says, Melissa ain't shit. Bailey's broken. Casey's my only competition now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Kyle starts freaking out in an interview. He says, we got to get to the compound before it's dark. I didn't even realize that. Melissa in an interview says, this is miserable. I'm cold. This sucks. I don't want to do it. I hate it. They make it to the compound. TJ says, Corey and Jenny, you are safe from elimination. You must select one man and one woman to go into this elimination. We are, and then, and then Corey and Jenny go off to the side, and they're basically like, "We're playing separate games." You know, she's gonna pick the ladies. I'm gonna pick the guys. It's only right. It's only right. They all gather around. This all happened so quick, right, Nick? Yeah, there was no real. Didn't we didn't see any deliberation happening? Yeah, no deliberation. No deliberation. No deliberation. <laughs> they all gather, and uh, we just are expecting they're gonna do a house vote. We don't really know, but. Before anyone says anything about a house vote, Rogan says, um, I'll be the guy's vote. Okay, I'll be it. I'll be the guy's vote. I'll Hate do it. it. Hated I'll... it. And then in an interview, he's like, I want to prove to people that, you know, I'm not a quitter and my reputation and do, 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 do. And then in an interview, I think it was from Fessy, who was like, dude, we were all going to vote for you anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, we did not get a whole storyline of Rogan we being like on the bottom of the house because of D. It's got to be because of D. So, it must be. Um, that's unfortunate. It was a completely wasted season for him. Um, and now it's like it did, nothing makes sense. Going Why is this. he at the bottom? I would like to know. Yeah, and this, like happened, to know this happened at the um, last elimination. Yeah. He put himself yep. in Same as thing. the house Same vote. thing. Melissa says, I'd like to nominate myself. And I'm like, well, I hated this. I don't like when they nominate themselves. I the votes either. are fun to watch. They should not be allowed to nominate themselves. Cut this shit out. It's part of the reason why people like the show is people seeing people's votes and all that stuff. As soon as Melissa said that, I go, Melissa, I don't want to be here. She says, You could see her face at this point. It's like puffy. It's red. She looks like a lost child. Like she does not want to be here any longer. And I'm like, oh, this is suicide by um, purgatory is what this is. And, she, I, and yeah. I was right. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it in a second, but I was right. I mean, her reasoning is that she feels like shit and she needs an elimination under her belt to push on. Which an is elimination a win to push on. And she's lying. Which just seems, yeah, it doesn't seem. She's lying. It makes no sense to me. Why would you want, like, I understand Rogan wanted to look like the guy who's throwing himself in. He's taking the opportunity. Like, oh, they're going to vote me in anyway. Fuck it. I'll just say I want to go in. Melissa probably would not have been voted in. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, maybe it would have been Bailey because I think you're looking at Melissa versus Bailey and Bailey might be faking it. There is a chance that Melissa wouldn't go in because isn't that uh, Jenny's girl like that? They're like bros. A hundred percent. Johnny, like, Kyle, that's she, her alliance. She would have not gone in. Most right. likely. Most likely. Um, uh, but then again, 
you know, Jenny wants Casey to go home. So if really Bailey has a torn ligament, she really wants this money. I wonder what would have happened there. Um, and we'll never know. So we'll she, never throws, know. she throws herself in. And then I'm like to Nick, I'm like, who's Corey going to pick? Because he's picking between Rogan. Oh, no, Rogan put himself in. He's picking between Kyle bananas and fessy he can't pick fessy fessy's his guy he has this long history with bananas of going after bananas but they seem to have settled that this season i'm just like what is gonna happen and then um jenny she goes ahead she says like listen i'm just gonna say casey's name i pick casey which we all saw coming casey's really her only competition here and then Corey, who has a lot of competition in my mind in terms of i think fessy and bananas and kyle Corey says um, in his little speech, he says, I want to play to win. That's what I'm here to do. Fessy, we made a deal. And you sort of went back on that deal. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to say Fessy. And then he was like, Kyle, you came in last today for the guys. I don't see you as a threat. Nick and I both laugh out loud. Well, because Kyle's like, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> like, Kyle was just very accepting of that. And then Corey's like, it comes down to Fessy and Bananas. Bananas, we've had our history, okay? But we, we decided to put that aside this season. But this comes down to who I think is a bigger threat, and it has to be you, Bananas. What? I saw this coming. I mean, he, he was. I don't think Corey's going to go back on a Fessy thing like this. I just don't think. And he's definitely going to keep Kyle around. I so. think you've also got to put Bananas in anytime you have a chance to put Bananas in. Yeah, it would have been stupid if he didn't. Bananas says, who would have thought this would all come down to a two-person tribunal? <sighs> TJ welcomes them to the uh, last elimination round of the season. The way this works is you have to jump up in the snow and ring a bell. There's a bell between the two of you. Whoever rings the bell, best two out of three wins. Super simple elimination. Melissa quits before the elimination begins. Oh, what a piece of shit. Wow, she's pregnant, dude. Uh, yeah, but she don't know that here. We don't know that here. We have to trust that she's pregnant and her body is like raging against her to stop doing what she's doing. What a waste having to see her whole storyline this season or whatever that was. Ugh, terrible, 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 terrible. Just fucking jump for the bell and, and leave. Like, don't jump high. You know what I mean? You are not going to win this. Just... You know, it's like, what did she not want to take a real loss? She wanted to quit. Like, quitting in the final like this is sad. That's terrible. What a lackluster production must have been like, you fucking asshole. Like, the amount it takes them to get them on this mountain, all the stuff yeah. they had to do, and it's just like, you quit. Uh, I mean, I was more disappointed than TJ looked like. TJ was like, you have seen the show before, right? Mm -hmm. He literally said that. She was like, yeah, I guess I'm a quitter, but, I, you know, I just don't know if I can do it. And, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, all right. And they just moved on. Like, they didn't even spend a second talking, like, having him doing a dressing down of her. Probably because she is pregnant and it's out now. They probably cut the dressing down yeah. part out. But you have to. They just moved on to the men's uh, competition. I will say... That And I don't want to just lump all the white British women in one group, okay? But this did make me miss Georgia. Because remember, in the War of the Worlds final, Georgia pushed it so hard 
that she passed out and had to be taken out. She didn't quit. She like pushed herself to the point of passing yeah, out. Yeah, Melissa, couldn't you give a, do us the service of passing out passing on your feet out while you're in pregnant? The snow while you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I think this kind of sucks for Jenny because it's kind of like, okay, well, um, I thought I had an advantage here, but I guess I used it incorrectly. My or, friend dogged me. Yeah. My friend dogged me. Um, this is when uh, TJ explains to us how it's gonna, how Rogan and Johnny are gonna play knockout round one. Winner is bananas. Um, round two, we hear a ding, and then we just hear bananas say, "I got it with my finger. I got it with my finger." And Rogan was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, you did." Yeah. And Rogan goes home. Big hugs. Big hugs. Big hugs. I'm glad Rogan goes home here because we didn't get to enjoy his storyline. So it would it would have been tough to see him win. Yeah. If he won, I would have literally no feelings about yeah, it. Yeah. So um, he won last season. He'll be back. He's a good challenger. Clearly. He'll and be I, back. I think he's also a funny guy. I think people think he's funny, and I want to see that more on the show. Yeah. I want to see him being funny. Uh, TJ says, "Hey, that's the compound. Guess what?" The winners get to sleep inside. Losers have to sleep outside. And by the way, winners is anybody who won anything that day. So it's not just Corey and Jenny. It's also Johnny Bananas and Casey. Who didn't even have to do anything. Casey didn't even have to do anything. She gets to sleep inside. Now, what happens is Fessy and Kyle and Bailey now have to sleep outside by the fire. And what ends up happening is they have to stay out there for six hours. And once six hours is gone... They can join everybody and I guess get a couple of hours of sleep. I wonder if, I wonder if TJ had told them this stipulation beforehand, if Jenny would have picked different people. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because she would have been like, either way, I don't want Casey to be well rested and I can't risk it, you know? Yeah. Um, could have been nice for strategy, sure. Could have been nice for strategy. As soon as um, they learn that they have to sleep outside, Bailey starts crying. She, TJ approaches. Bailey's like, I think I pulled my ACL. M- she says MCL. MCL. TJ says, you can't continue. It's on you. You know that. And Bailey's like, yup. Corey says in an interview, you know, once she found out that they we were going to be inside and she'd be out, she mentally snapped. Yeah. Then we watch them go into this c- candlelit cabin with warm beds and bunks. They're having so much fun. They look out at poor Fessy and Kyle standing around these fires. This looks horrible. Um, but there is a very funny thing that happens where we see Kyle just keep talking and he's like, um, you know, asking Fessy, like, how long do you think it would take us to die? You know, what's going on? Well, and then first he says in an interview, he's like, I'm, t- I'm talking to, to Fessy and he's just sitting there not saying anything. He's like catatonic, like a dead body. And you then know? in an interview with Fessy, he says, Fessy's like, I'm just trying to like get some sleep and like rest up for this final and get my head straight. And Kyle will not shut the fuck up. Yeah. First thing he says (laughs) is like, this guy won't shut up. Uh, And then we just see a time lapse of like six hours go by where Kyle just constantly just all these (laughs) non sequiturs, like these questions. How long do you think it would take us to die? You know, blah, blah, blah. What about this? What about that? And just Fessy just like literally has his sunglasses on at one point. And then we get to see them trying to figure out how to sleep on like two barrels and like snow. And they're like, do I? Uh, The best one was when they both decided (laughs) like, what if we like go on our bellies on the barrels like over it? Ass up. Ass towards the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work. And then after six hours, uh, producer comes in and goes, you guys can go in. And they're very happy. Yeah. Um, the next day, there's a blizzard. We know that because everyone's looking out the window going, damn, there's a blizzard. 
And then TJ says, this is the final, guys. This is the final push. It's a race. It's from here to there. You got to do it. The tribunal gets a one-minute head start. The winners from the elimination get a one-minute head start. The people who didn't win, they get uh, to just go after everybody else has. So it is two ladies have quit. So it means it's down to Casey and Jenny. For the guys, it's down to Fessy, Kyle, Corey, and Bananas. Four guys are going after this prize. Two guys, two gals are going after the prize. Um, first off, Corey and Jenny take off a minute later. Um, Casey and Johnny take off a minute later. Fessy and Kyle take off. They make it, uh, they make it to a checkpoint with a couple of interviews in between where Johnny says his entire fate and legacy is on the line. They get to this checkpoint that's math equations, basic math equations that they will have to do to get an answer that will then unlock a lock of their skull, and then they throw the skull on the rock and they break it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know why they have to throw the skull and break it. It's like more like extreme. We blow it up. Uh, so, yeah, they have to, uh, this this combination thing with the math equations, well, it pretty much trounces upon every <sighs> single one of these people. It weeds out the weak for sure. Uh, guys, During- you got to know how to do basic math. They do this to them every season yeah you gotta know practice your times tables before you get onto or your entire season will will slip through your hands like the the sands of time um we do learn at some point in this episode jenny makes a point saying that she has been practicing math I've which been practicing i think my maths i thought that was cool we do see of course they had to show us the clip of johnny taking the money from sarah i liked that he at least added to his like legacy that ever since he made that huge move and decided to take all the money from sarah he's had a challenge black cloud around him a and curse that a curse that has not allowed him to see a final since then yeah so um, i like that he brought that up you like that it was added to the legacy yes i i think that it, even though i mean we'll talk about it in a second you know maybe it doesn't matter that much I like that he at least admits that uh, maybe he shouldn't have done that based for legacy purposes when he did that for legacy purposes. He wanted to be the guy, the villain. Yeah, he calls it a controversial decision, which we've never heard him say. I think he's grown a little bit. I think you might be right. He's grown a little bit. Uh, Fessy gets his equation right and takes off. Banana gets it, takes off. Jenny gets it, takes off. Casey, she's got to go back and figure it out. She's struggling. When I start seeing these people doing the equations, like adding things up in the snow, I'm like, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Kyle gets it. It seems so basic. Yeah. You're done. Kyle gets it, takes off. Corey gets it, takes off. The equation, by the way, is like is like 36 divided by 4 plus like 220 minus like 60 or something times two yeah the answer is a four-digit number yeah um but you know i i guess i'm looking at this and i'm like this is basic math y'all but i guess at this point you're hungry you're, you're tired. tired you're in the cold sure you know you can't see you can't I, see of course, of course. i get it so at this point um fessy has the lead and then johnny passes them and then jenny passes and then kyle passes Casey finally times out trying to do the math, and a producer tells her, you can move on. Casey's trying to catch up uh, with everybody. Jenny is beating everybody. Corey says, I can see bananas, and I can see TJ, and I just have to catch up. I just have to pass bananas, and I can get there. run in snowshoes in a blizzard. I mean, easier said than done. Nobody's moving that fast. Nobody's moving that fast. We really thought, we really hoping it's going to be Corey. And I'm thinking, Corey, you can catch up. There's still time. Then we see 
the first person to reach TJ, and it is, drumroll please, bum, ba, da, ba. Jenny. Wow. She gets there first. TJ's like, touch that skull. <laughs> yeah, touch the skull. She touches the skull. It's like a paper skull. It like, falls yeah. down. Once again, a little anticlimactic, uh, in my opinion. Um, I kind of feel like you should hit a buzzer. Now they should explode a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're exploding cars on episode three. Maybe have them hit a butter buzzer and a and a flag raises. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something. Touch that's that skull. Just can we get a little confetti up in this bitch? Like, what's going on? Touch the skull. She touches it. It falls down. It's like on oak tag. It's uh, I I have issues with that. And like to the point where like, is this it? And yeah, you won the money. Yeah, Jenny. Oh, like, okay, cool. Like what? you know what I mean? Like everybody's like, is this it? I'm like pausing it to see if like that's the end of the show, and it is. I'm like, oh, this must be the end. Yeah, it would have been cool also, you know. Like dive off a cliff into like, you know, <laughs> like a like a ball pit or something, you know, like some sort of fun a- a- end, right? Mm-hmm. Not, a, not even a flag raise. I do know. think it's interesting that like even Jenny was unsure, you yes, know, like yes. it was so it was so untheatrical that even Jenny was like, oh, really? Oh, OK. Because there's no precedent set for how these things end. Mm-hmm. So he could be very well like, yeah. It's going to the end once you get on this helicopter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you never like the audience doesn't know. You know, she doesn't know. People who are seeing her doesn't know if that's the end. Like at least, you know, like uh, fucking TJ should just like blow a horn or something like in your face. Like yeah. something that notes <laughs> the end of this show. But no, but Jenny, Jenny comes in first. Congratulations. She's to Jenny. first for everybody. She beats the guys. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she beat the, her one female competition, which was Casey, who comes in second, a.k.a. first for the guys. Well, it's none other than... Mr. Seven wins himself, the challenge god, Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas is his wins his 20th season. Solidifying his legacy as the best challenger of all time. Uh, and yeah, that and then that's uh, that. Those are our winners. Um, who, who? What's the order of the other people that come in? Um, before I say the order, I yeah. just want to say that Jenny's freaking out. They both are freaking. Jenny and Johnny are freaking out. And then Jenny says the cutest thing I've ever heard. She says, "I've only ever won two pounds in Vegas." Yeah. Um, which was adorable. Johnny, in an interview, he lets us know he's the greatest challenger of all time. I, I you know, I have a hard time saying that. I keep saying it, and I swear my mouth tastes bad after yeah. I say it. Well, I think it's true. <sighs> I think it's true. The guy gets himself on this every season. I mean, yeah. that number, that's just a winner right there. Yeah, and, 20 uh, seasons is incredible. He's won seven of them. I mean, that's incredible. So... Congratulations to Johnny Banana. What's the order for the rest? Kyle is the second guy. Corey is the third. He has a moment with Bananas where the, he's like, congratulations, dude. And they like hug it out. I was like surprised to see that. But once again, maintaining Corey's character arc that we have seen this season. Fessy is fourth. Casey is last. We get a Ginny retrospective. And then we get a Johnny retrospective and he cries. Johnny cries. He says he wishes he can bottle up this feeling. He wants to bottle it up so he can save it. It's been a it's been a long journey for him. I think he's learned his lesson in some ways. I I think he needs to retire. I think this is was his retire. Please retire on the reunion. Please. I think this was his retire. Go out on top, dude. You have another TV show. 
Go figure stuff out with your life. You'll always, you'll come back in three seasons, but just retire. Retire. I want to see what this show happens. After Johnny leaves, I want to see what happens on this show. I want to see what this show is like without Johnny Bananas. And, uh, I mean, there was a lot of hugging, a lot of partying. Jenny says, hey, let's go get drunk to Casey. Casey congratulates Jenny. I mean, and that's the end of our show. That's the end of the season. Next next week we have a Zoom reunion, which I'm always excited for a reunion. We'll see how it goes. Um, Ashley, thoughts on the season? Just real quick. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about it next week. but You know, this was a very interesting season to watch because um, we were in quarantine and they were in a bunker. And I, I feel like at the beginning of the season I felt a lot of um, like camaraderie with them in that sense. And I was happy to have a challenge during quarantine when I wanted something to get my mind off of uh, my reality. That being said, um, you know, this this season had its ups and its downs. I will say this season's beginning was very strong. There were some editing things I didn't fully understand, some production uh, decisions that sort of baffled me, um, you know, it, in particular, not really introducing the light going off until about a quarter of the way into the season, um, not really showing us how taxing mentally and emotionally this is or making that a big point. Um, I, I felt like there were some really strong people early in the season that I was excited to get to know. I mean, we became Jay fans because of this season. Absolutely. And I really like that, you know. I, I do think that Johnny Bananas, you know, God love him. I think he was running this entire season start to finish. And I think that sometimes that might have been why things didn't make too much sense because things were happening behind the scenes and they weren't really showing Johnny sort of pulling the strings. Mm. Um, and I think that this this thing that happened with D was uh, interesting. And I've never seen anything happen like that on a show before. I mean, this was a hallmark decision on MTV's part. And... I do think in a lot of ways it affected other people's storylines, you know, mainly Rogan, mainly Jenny. I loved getting to know Jenny this season. I feel like she really came across, uh, I, I got to know her in a way that I hadn't before. I liked Bailey. I'm excited about Bailey and Swaggy being a part of it. Less so with Swaggy. I, I don't see him really necessarily coming back, but I do see Bailey coming back. Um, and, you know, a lot of my faves were there. I loved when Nani, Kayla, and Jenny had that um, that holy trinity in the beginning. I, I think this was a great season. As always, I am thankful for the challenge, and I am um, I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do next. And I hope that this win on Banana's part marks the end of a chapter. And um, I hope that next season maybe they stop blowing so much shit up all the time. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree with everything that you said. I like everything that you said. Um, I think it's interesting that it's weird to feel like CT was on this show. Feels like years ago. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, uh, kind of felt like this Jordan and Tory thing was going to take it all the way to the end. That wasn't a real, you know, that they got knocked off pretty early. Wes, you know, all these people that these uh, fallen players. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I think that, uh, on the count of three. No, you don't even have to say it on the count of three. But I, I think both of us know who really was the winner of this season and really has won every single season since he's been on the show. Josh. Nelson. And, okay. uh, 
No, I, I think this is a great season for Nelson. And uh, I, I think he maybe will win the, um, the, the, the fans award. I think Corey will win the fans award. Yeah, either or. But I mean, there's no fans award, by the way. Let's just say that, you know, Nelson went out with a bigger bang than Corey did. They both went home with the same amount of money. Yeah, Nelson, but Corey's character development. Took Nelson a wouldn't arc. have been there without, and Corey wouldn't have been there without Nelson. So, um, would Nelson have won this if he would have gotten in the uh, final? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, congratulations to Johnny Bananas. I want to see him retire. That'll be a nice little button for his whole thing. He can always come back. I mean, I've said that a million times, but uh, I, I, uh, I too feel the same way about being in in quarantine at the beginning of this thing. I mean, we still are, but feeling like, wow, it's so weird. Our challenge friends are kind of doing the same thing. Uh, you know, a reflection of society that wore off. Um, specifically, I think the uh, it was really over when they started editing D out of this show. <laughs> That felt like the end of the show. That felt like the end of the show. Ruined it for me a little bit. But I still got the enjoyment that I always get out of this show. It is my favorite show on television. So I'm very happy to have been able to recap it. Very happy to have been able to uh, present these shows to you, the blowhards, the fans out there. We appreciate you listening to us every week. We are going to come back next week. We're going to talk about our comments on the reunion. It's tough to recap a reunion, so it's probably not going to be a recap. It'll just be like what we thought of it and just maybe a discussion. Um, but it's always a lot of fun to watch them. Um, I want you guys to listen to our Monday episodes. We do uh, shows every week, every Monday. Uh, we would also like you to check out realityblowspodcast.com. There you can uh, check out our social media. You can email us, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, um, as always, uh, may uh, TJ um have edited uh may may we edit out tj's rant against uh, a pregnant mother who quit the final and may tj tell you to touch that paper skull touch that paper skull bye bye